Welcome to Uncomplicating Weight Loss and Life. I'm your host, Eva Rodriguez, proud Latina, single mom, certified life coach, and weight loss coach. I'm here to help high-achieving boss women lose their weight for the last damn time and up-level their lives. When it comes to your health, weight loss, and this thing called life, I'm not saying it'll always be easy, but it doesn't have to be complicated. So for today's episode, I want you to think about what your comfort foods are. What is the food that you go to when you're having a particularly stressful day or a bad day or you're really, really tired and you just want to go home and zone out and watch Netflix and eat something that could be ice cream, that could be cookies, it could be donuts, it could be bread uh, for a lot of people that don't like sweets. Just think about what that food is that you believe brings you comfort. And in this episode, I want to help you understand that in order to become that version of yourself that has food freedom, that has a positive relationship with your body, sometimes that means divorcing yourself from that conditioning that those comfort foods, that those foods that you think are comforting for you, that you think are your go-to when you need to feel a little bit better, breaking up with that food. Now, does it mean never eat it again? What I always say to my clients is once you're able to dial in your hunger cues, your fullness cues, you're really able to eat whatever you want because that's how you break that cycle. That's how you break that emotional eating cycle. However, until you get to that place, sometimes we have to take a break from some of these foods. But what it really boils down to is our thoughts around the food. If we think this food makes me feel better, or I will feel better once I get this particular food, or once I run to the store and get some candy, once I, even if, if it's not necessarily comfort food, but if it's alcohol for you, all of these lessons that I share on my show can apply to anything, right? You can apply these same principles, even if you're not looking to lose weight or if you're done with your weight loss journey and if you're in your maintenance journey, right? All of this applies because at the end of the day, this is all thought work. At the end of the day, it's how we're controlling in choosing our thoughts to support us along our journey and letting go of the disempowering thoughts and starting to pick up more of the empowering thoughts, right? So if you think about your connection to certain foods, what tends to happen, especially with foods that are high in sugar and high in flour, they release a dopamine response in, inside your brain. So the idea that there are comfort foods is actually true because when you get that dopamine hit and you get that release it from your brain, you do feel some comfort. So I often tell my clients, you're not imagining things when you say, I really do feel comforted while I'm eating this particular food. The issue isn't necessarily the food, it's how you're thinking about it. It's that you are attaching, almost personalizing it, right? Attaching a certain level of, of personification to this food as if the food is your friend. So here's the thing about comfort food. It doesn't actually do anything to help you process those emotions, whether it's stress, boredom, anger, frustration, sadness. The food is is very temporary, right? So you might feel a little bit better. You might feel a little bit, you know, it takes the edge off. Oftentimes that happens as well with alcohol, right? We think it's going to 
take the edge off. Let me just have a let me just have a cocktail. It'll take the edge off, right? And the way that I teach weight loss, the way that I teach just in general wellness is those are things that you want to incorporate into your life, whether it's drinking. I always say drink mindfully. I have an episode about drinking mindfully. We'll actually link it in the in the show notes. Um, if you want to drink, drink mindfully. Just like if you're gonna eat these comfort foods, if you're gonna eat a food that's not necessarily nutrient dense, it's okay to eat it, but plan for that. So that way you can actually enjoy it. That way you're actually coming from that place, again, that higher self, that higher brain where you're making decisions with your prefrontal cortex and not that primitive brain where it's just like, fuck it, I just need something, right? Because that's when we tend to overdo it. If you've ever eaten so fast that you don't even appreciate the taste, you don't even realize, you're like, what did I just eat? What was that that I just ate? Right? Because you're just you're just eating mindlessly. What I always say is if you're going to eat something with a lot of sugar, a lot of flour or something like that, at least enjoy it, right? At least take your time to savor it. At least take your time to enjoy each bite. But when we're in a really high emotional state, that's the last thing we're doing, right? Is taking a moment to enjoy all the flavors and actually enjoy what it is that we're doing. If you are going to have a comfort food, I'm not saying that you have to forever get rid of them, but it's creating this relationship with yourself where if you're going to allow yourself to have it, make sure that it's intentional. Make sure that you've planned for that so that you're not doing it in a reactive way. And that's why I didn't want to talk about this episode in the lens of like, let's get rid of all these foods that we call comfort foods. It's really just divorcing yourself from the idea that you need it in order for you to feel better. Because what ends up happening is we have a tendency to ascribe a morality to these foods or even with foods in general, good or bad, good foods, bad foods. These are bad foods or I shouldn't be eating these foods because they're bad. I always say, and I will always say, food is neutral. It really is. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just neutral. Some foods have higher nutritional value. Some foods feel better when you eat them in your body. Some foods, your body processes better. Your body metabolizes them better. Some foods, your body rejects. And by rejects, it doesn't necessarily mean like you physically like throw up, but your body doesn't process certain foods in in, in the proper way and they make you feel sick afterwards or they create illness within your body. Anything as simple as just like indigestion, right? If you're getting indigestion by eating a specific food, that's your body telling you, I don't like this food. You might like the way it tastes going down, but I don't like it. So stop. Like literally stop eating this because it doesn't feel good. I had a client that her body did not like broccoli. So one would think broccoli is a quote, good food. So if you're watching on the, on the YouTube, I'm using air quotes, but if you're not using air quotes, good foods, right? You would think broccoli is a good food because ever since we were four, our parents are like, eat your broccoli, eat your Brussels sprouts, eat these foods, right? But her body did not like broccoli. It made her feel bloated. It gave her all kinds of digestive issues. So we had to cut it out even though she really liked to eat it, even though she really enjoyed the taste of it. Her body was like, no, don't want it. That's why I'm always talking about being in tune with your body and listening to the signals and listening to the cues because it's always going to be telling you exactly what it needs and exactly what it doesn't need. So when we start to ascribe this morality to our foods, or oftentimes it's food is my friend, or, you know, food makes me feel good. Food is that only thing, I've heard people say, it's that only thing that, that, that doesn't talk back. Yeah, you know why it doesn't talk back? Because it's food, because it's not supposed to. 
Right. It doesn't not like talk back because like it's your friend and it's just agreeing with you. It's fucking food. So when I say food is neutral, it's really important to think of it that way. It's just something that fuels my body. It's just something that that my body needs for energy. Right. And when we're able to start seeing that, when we're able to start switching our thoughts around food to this is just some fuel that I need right now if I'm hungry. Right. And it's the same analogy of a car. Right. When your car is running out of gas, it's time to refuel. But if you go too much, if you go overboard with it, it won't be a good look for you. It's really important that you start to just think about the foods that you want to consume and really think about them. Really think about, is this food that I consider a comfort food? a food that I want to add into my protocol, maybe occasionally. And I don't necessarily teach like eat in moderation because really when you're eating intuitively, it is always in moderation. It's if it's a food that you don't want to get rid of. For example, even though a, a comfort food for me was for a very long time ice cream, uh, pizza is another one that's high on that list. Even though for a time that was a very comforting food for me that I would go to really quite frequently to make me feel better, which I thought it made me feel better. I didn't necessarily say when I was going on my journey, I'm just never going to have this again. But I definitely reduced the amount and I definitely was not eating it based on an emotion. I was eating it because I genuinely thought and genuinely intentionally planned for the pizza or the ice cream as a dessert. And so once you start doing that and you really get to that place where food is neither good or bad, it's just food. I heard this a long time ago from one of my my mentors. Food doesn't give a fuck about you, but oftentimes we give too much of a fuck about food, right? So again, going back to this idea of divorcing it, right? Think about being in a relationship with someone who doesn't really fuck with you. I think we've all been there, right? Where it's not, we're, we're not quite aligned. We're not, somebody likes somebody else more than the other. That doesn't feel good. Right. That doesn't feel good when we're not both on the same page. And so for some of us, it takes us a little bit of time to really let that go. But I want you to think of it in that way. It's it's not good for you. You're not in a healthy relationship with another person who doesn't care about you. Or who could take it or leave it when it comes to you. So I want you to think about if you have a very intense attachment to a certain food, I want you to think about it in that way right? It's a one-sided relationship. So that's why it's important for you to understand that you are actually the one in control in this relationship with food. And so it is ultimately up to you to make it a healthy relationship because it's always going to be one-sided because food is just going to be there. It's either there or it's not. But it's what you choose to do with it and how you choose to think about it. Oftentimes we're giving power to food. We're giving power to this thing that never asks for it, that doesn't need to have it, that doesn't need to control us. So take your power back. If you enjoy certain foods, I want you to plan them in advance. If it's not on your plan, and this is something that I'm always talking about, plan your food in advance, whether it's the night before, the morning of, whenever you journal, whenever you're doing your thought download. It's a wonderful time to say, this is what I'm going to eat today for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner. If you're going to have snacks, plan for them, right? So I want you to start thinking about these comfort foods that you have in your life as I will make space for them when I intentionally want it. 
Not because Sally from down the hall at work brought donuts for everybody, so I have to have one. Not if you didn't plan for it. She will be fine if you don't eat one of her donuts. And if she tries to guilt you, fuck her. You don't have to eat the donuts that Sally brought. It wasn't on your plan. It's really easy as well when, when there's a food that's a triggering food for us because it's like, oh my gosh, well, it's there. It's almost like it's talking to me. It's almost like, no, it's not talking to you. Food doesn't talk. Once you can get to that place where you have that confidence in yourself that if I want it and if I genuinely want this food, but it's not on my plan, I can have it tomorrow. You can get donuts from anywhere. If you're going to go somewhere, for example, and you know that this is like a once in a lifetime opportunity that I'm going to have to taste this thing. Okay, plan for it. That way, when you finally do get it, you can appreciate it and you can really enjoy the food. And that way, afterwards, you don't have to feel guilty. You don't have to feel shameful. We go back to the relationship analogy. If every time you leave your partner, you feel worse, why are you still there? Like, why are we doing that? to ourselves? Why are we putting ourselves through that type of emotional roller coaster? And maybe it's because you don't think you deserve better. But I'm here to tell you that you do. And even if you don't believe it yet, that's where I want you to start. If you don't think you deserve better than what you have right now, then that's where you start the work. Especially when my clients first come to me is they feel completely out of control. They feel like they can't control themselves. They feel like the food is talking to them or there's some sort of, they, they create these really dramatic stories and then they believe them. If it helps you to think of your relationship with food as just another relationship with anyone else in your life. If you have people in your life that are toxic, if you have people in your life that don't support your goals, that put you in positions where you feel bad after you leave them or after they leave you, that's not honoring yourself. If that helps at least one person to break up with that toxic relationship that they've created with these comfort foods that they think make them feel better, I wanna remind you, food is neutral, which means it's a circumstance. And a circumstance can't make us feel anything. It's our thoughts about that circumstance that bring up all of the feelings. You're used to eating for comfort. You're used to eating because you're bored. You're used to eating because you're sad. I want to offer you that because food is not the solution. It never is. The only solution that food solves is I'm hungry and I need fuel. So if you're eating food for any other reason... Even if it's for a celebration, even it doesn't have to always be negative reasons. I want to offer that there is always another option that doesn't bring you net negative results, that doesn't stop you from reaching those goals and from becoming the best version of yourself, the next version of yourself, the future version of yourself. So if you're bored and you think you want to eat something, try doing something else. Maybe go take a walk, maybe call a friend, maybe watch something, maybe, I don't know, journal, <laughs> right? Read a book, listen to music, something that will help you get out of that boredom. If you're eating because you're sad, again, there are other things that you can do that will yield a more positive result for you. Even if it's a celebration. I have a client who recently, we were going through her, her food journal and we discovered that she was drinking a very sugary coffee drink. We figured that she was drinking 70 grams of sugar per day just from that one cup of coffee in the morning. I told her she had to let that go if she wanted to start losing this weight. 
And then she said something along the lines of, okay, I don't have to drink this coffee. I can make my own coffee from home and it'll have less sugar in it. And I'll just, I'll just get that, that coffee, that sugary one as a treat once I lose some weight. And I had to remind her, you are not a dog. So you do not treat yourself with food. Food is not a reward. You're not a puppy that did a good job. You're a human being. You are a strong, beautiful, smart woman. And you will not reward yourself for achieving your goal by going to drink 70 grams of sugar in your morning coffee. We will find another way to celebrate this that does not have anything to do with food. So whether that comfort you're looking for is to avoid boredom, to avoid sadness, or to celebrate, no matter where you are on that spectrum, I'm not saying to get rid of the foods. I'm not saying to never eat them again. But if you're going to eat these foods, I want you to be very intentional with them. And you're only going to eat them when you've planned them, when you're actually hungry. And when you have had enough, it goes away. You either put it away for another day or it goes in the trash. But I want you to really start to think about your relationship with food being one that is healthy and not toxic. One that is healthy and not unbalanced. Because remember, food is neutral. It can't talk back to you. It doesn't love you. It doesn't hate you. It's not good and it's not bad. So the control and the power really is in your hands. And whether or not you bring that hand to your mouth is totally up to you. The food doesn't jump into your hand or jump into your mouth. You have to make the conscious choice to eat it. So I want you to be conscious and intentional about all of your food choices. And that's the very first step to finding that balance between you and the foods that you like and finding food freedom. And that's all for today. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in and trusting that none of this has to be complicated. You can have the health, the body, and the life that you've always desired. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Find me on Instagram and YouTube at It's Eva Rodriguez so that I can support you on your journey of uncomplicating weight loss and life.